Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Dare to Dream Bigger podcast with me, your host Claire Yosa. And you can find the show notes for today's episode and I've got some gorgeous goodies for you at www.dtdbpodcast.biz forward slash 021. What are your big questions about handling change? I've got some stuff I want to take through, take you through today, and I've got some really useful stuff I want to share, some practical things you can do to make handling change easier. But if you've got specific questions you want me to cover today as well, I'm here. Make the most of it. So my name is Claire Yosa, for those of you who don't know me yet. I'm a mentor to passionate world changers, and I firmly believe that if you want to make a difference in the world, you need to know exactly what it is you want to create. And you need to make sure that you take inspired action. But the bit most of us are missing out is that bit in the middle, which is clearing out the blocks. Dealing with the stuff that means that we secretly sabotage and we're secretly not quite taking the actions we need to. Maybe we don't return that call. Maybe we miss the opportunity. And when you clear out those blocks, inspired action really skyrockets you towards where you want to go and I've been working with people for over 14 years on this and on myself and one of the biggest blocks to turning your dreams into reality whether that's through a business a campaign or just through working in someone else's firm is the fear of change because when you've got a habit and you want to change that habit there's a bit of you that's quite attached to that old habit it's familiar. It likes it. It's, it's part of your identity almost. And that bit of you tends to create some inner conflict when you want to change. Or it might be a big life change that's coming up. When you know that you've got a fear of change running, you can do something about it. And I see in the comments, I've got Joy said it's not working for her. Joy, try reloading the screen. Sometimes that can make a big difference. Everyone else who's watching, can you just give me a hello if you've got the sound and the video? Because according to my system, it's working, but who knows? (laughs) So what I want to take you through today is how to avoid the biggest mistake that most of us make when we're going through change. And the one thing that you can, well, the one thing that will get you through change so much easier, the five word mantra, so that's engineer approved woo woo, coming from my inner meditation teacher, that can get you back in flow and smiling again, even if change is freaking you out. Thank you, everyone. It's great to hear from you. I'm loving all these hellos and thumbs up. Thank you. And the little known addiction that's keeping you stuck and how to spot it. And in fact, I I am tempted to write a whole book on this one, but you don't have to sit through that much today. I'm going to give you a whistle-stop tour. And a secret that my nine-year-old son taught me this month about how to handle change, and it's helped him deal with something that is hugely stressful. It's an incredibly simple thing you can do, and I frankly wish I'd known about this years ago. (laughs) So does that sound helpful today? Give me a yes in the comments if it does. If you've got other stuff you want to cover, let me know. So I'm going to dive in. How to avoid the biggest mistake that nearly all of us make when we get stressed out by change. Okay, the biggest mistake. And when you know how to spot this one and how to handle it, you will set yourself free from this pitfall forever. (laughs) So cool. (laughs) So the biggest mistake I have seen people make in the decade or more I've been doing this stuff is generalizing. Okay, 
It's the stories we tell ourselves about that change. And generalizing is what takes that molehill and turns it into a mountain. So, for example, it might be that a long time ago you had to make a particular change and it was hard and it didn't go well. And you tell yourself stories in your head. Well, when I have to do that, it always goes like this. It never works out. If you find yourself using words like always and never, they're magnifiers. They take tiny bits of your history and they plant them so firmly in your future that getting round them would be a multi-year bypass, yeah? The stories we tell ourselves about the change are what cause the pain. And Esther Hicks has a lovely quote that worrying is a way of creating a future you don't really want. You've probably heard me talk before. The stories we tell ourselves, your mind and your body, don't really tell the difference between what's real and what's just imaginary. If you remember back to a stressful situation, your mind will fire off all of the same chemical and hormone reactions that it would have done if you were actually living it right now, okay? It fires off the cortisol, the adrenaline. It kicks in the sympathetic nervous system, the fight, flight, freeze response. It goes back to the primal part of your brain for short-term decision-making because you really don't want to be doing long-term strategy if you're running from a saber-toothed tiger. So when you tell yourself a story about change and everything that could go wrong or be hard or be difficult, you actually trigger that entire response system in your body. And this is the bad news. I'm looking at my, I, I live on a small holding, I'm looking from my office window at the paddock right now, which grew by about a foot in height while I was out in Turkey recently running the author intensive. And it desperately needs cutting. We have a great guy who's gonna come around and do it and do the annual cut. When I walk through that, there's no footpath through it right now, but if I walk through the paddock with the grass kind of up to here on me, because I'm vertically challenged, I can walk through it. If I look back a couple of hours later, there's no trace of me walking. If I walked up and down the same path through that field for a day, it won't be long before the grass doesn't come back up. And if I did it, over and over and over again it won't be long before the grass has gone completely and what I'm left with is bare earth and that footpath becomes like a motorway there's no blocks it's autopilot the same thing happens when you tell yourself stories about being scared of change if you just tell yourself a worry thought or a stress story once the grass will grow back over it's cool if it becomes your set point on your inner self-talk it won't be long before that neural pathway in your brain connecting the synapses becomes a motorway. Yeah, a highway for my American friends, a shortcut. Yeah. It will become your autopilot. So the moment you think about that change, you will zoom straight to all those stress responses that fire off all the chemical reactions in your body that make you feel terrible, that make you feel scared. So. I want to give you some tools because this is a really big one for lots of people is how to stop building that motorway of change stress. Be specific. Okay. When we're telling ourselves these stress stories, they almost always have these generalizations in the always, never, usually. Yeah. Get specifically. What specifically is it? I feel this emotion about am i you know you might be stressed you might be scared you might be worried what specifically is it the word specifically has the power to take your mountain back down to 
at least a hillock <laughs> and used often enough back down to a molehill. It gives you back your sense of perspective. Now, the other question you can ask yourself, because we're so good at telling stories, we love the drama, we love soap opera, we love gossip, we do it all in our heads. What is the truth in this? If you catch yourself on that gerbil wheel of telling yourself stories about this change, what is the truth in this? And be really honest and don't judge yourself for having dived into the drama. Yeah, it's what we've trained ourselves to do. What is the truth in this? And if you need to, what specifically is the truth in this? Combine the two. It brings you back down to earth. And if you've got those stories really going crazy and you don't know how to press pause on them, give me a yes via the comments and I will send you through a link to a fantastic process that I use myself and I use with my clients on how to press pause on those stories. It's a simple ABC technique and I'll send you through the link to the article. Just give me a yes via the comments and I'll make sure you get that if being able to press pause on those stories would be useful to you. And I hope you're finding this useful so far. If you are and you know anybody else that might want to join us while we're live, feel free to tag them in the comments and let them know that we're running this right now. I love to share it with as many people as possible. So the next thing I want to talk to you about, ah, oh, thank you, good, cool, getting the yeses here. I will make sure you get a link to that three-step ABC process to press pause on worry and stress thoughts. So the next thing, I want to talk to you about is the one thing that will get you through change so much more easily <clears throat> okay now I've been through a lot of change in my life I'm not sat here in an ivory tower and <laughs> think sometimes I think you know the universe is taking the mickey <laughs> and I'm, I'm really being forced to walk my talk so I really know what it feels like to get stressed by change which is why I've created these techniques okay so if you've got a change that needs to happen and you're finding yourself struggling to take the inspired action, connect with your big why. Why am I making this change? Why am I making this change? Really feel into that and imagine, feel, visualize or sense how life will feel on the other side of the change. The more you do that, you're creating that motorway, that neural pathway that says this change is possible. Anything that you can imagine, you can create. Apologies, I can't remember who originally said that many, many, many eons ago. The more you imagine having made the change, the more you're programming your brain to believe it. The bits of you that are in inner conflict going, this is scary, I don't want to do it, it's not going to work, it always goes wrong, it's bad, whatever. They will gradually get used to the idea that it's possible. And when you can imagine standing in the soul shoes of the you that's made the change, and you look back at the you in the now, it no longer looks so scary. I was doing this, I was at the Institute of Directors last week with some of my masterminders, and they're just lovely, lovely, lovely people. If ever you want to work with me on that kind of thing, get in touch, let me know. One of the biggest techniques we do is exactly this one is a little process where you imagine yourself on the other side of the change and you really get a full sensory experience of it and you think the thoughts that you'll be thinking and then you look back at the change and it no longer looks scary and when you add in connecting with your big why 
Why am I making this change? You crank up the power and suddenly all of the fears and all of the reasons why it was going to be hard or difficult or scary or daunting or overwhelming melt away. When you know your why, change becomes easier and often even inevitable. So I'm quite famous for giving up coffee on a regular basis because I love my coffee. And I kind of only have one mug a day, but I also know it absolutely trashes my system. And I will do regular phases where I give it up for six weeks and I've got the willpower to do it. You know, I can manage. And then I just have a sniff and <laughs> just one little sip and I'm back. Why? Because I hadn't really committed to a big why. I was giving up coffee because it felt it was the right thing to do because I knew it was good for me. But at some deep level, I hadn't connected with a why. And one day I will let coffee go. I kind of can't be bothered right now. Can you feel there's no great big passion or emotion there? When you connect with your big why or your big vision or your reason for doing something, the bigger difference that's bigger than you, it will motivate you through the blocks, the hurdles, the fears, the worries, the obstacles, and take you through to the excitement. So I've got a little tweetable for you here, which you probably won't be able to see, so I'm going to read it out to you. Can you see that? I've got absolutely no idea how big this will look on your screen, so I'm going to read it. The life you're dreaming of is just a decision away. And my hashtag on that is soul nudge. The life you're dreaming of is just a decision away. As soon as you make the decision that you want to make that change, things will start falling into place. If there are blocks that need to go for you to be ready to make that change, believe me, the universe will give you the opportunity to release them. I know that one with knobs on. The life you're dreaming of is just a decision away. So I hope this is useful so far. The next thing I want to talk to you about is the five word mantra. It's an engineer approved woo woo that can get you back in flow and smiling again. I remember when my first son was born 11 years ago, nearly 12 years ago now. Um, those first few months of motherhood were quite a shock. <laughs> for so many of us I went from being able to be totally self-obsessed and having complete freedom to suddenly having this wonderful creature that was totally dependent on me and didn't have the same ideas about sleep as I did and there were some challenges in life over that time and I read an amazing book by the Dalai Lama and I remember the phrase that kept me going at four o'clock in the morning when my son would wake me up was this too will pass but that's not the mantra I want to give you today it's something that goes deeper. You see, what happens when change happens is we, we feel this need to control. We feel this need to manage and micromanage every aspect of the change. And if we lose control, we completely freak out inside. But actually, often change isn't something you can control. Okay? Change is something that you need to let happen. When you've made the decision and you've been clearing out the blocks, the best thing you can do is get in flow, is to let go and trust and surrender to the change. If you try to micromanage the change, you're going to increase your stress levels, you're going to feel out of control, you're going to feel more, more frustrated, you're going to worry more, you're going to feel overwhelmed. So the five word mantra, I let go and trust. And when you let go and you trust, you're getting out of your own way and you're creating the space for the miracles to happen. I let go and trust. So why does this work? 
Because what we resist persists, as Carl Jung said. If you've got a change that needs to happen and you are pushing it away and I don't want this and, you know, all of that, you're giving it your whole focus and you're spending your time focusing on what you don't want or what you're scared of. When you let go and trust, change can flow through you. The tighter you hold on, the more it hurts. And I'm not saying you should abdicate responsibility. It's very different. Abdicating and surrendering. Surrendering is saying, okay, this change is going to happen. I'm going to go with the flow on this and watch for the signs of the actions I need to take. And I'm going to trust it's going to be okay. And I'm going to trust that I'm going to know what to do when to make the difference I'm here to make in this change. I let go and trust. And I'd love to hear from you via the comments. Is there somewhere in your life right now where that might help? Where you've been perhaps trying to control that change, clinging on too tightly to what needs to happen when and how? And how might I let go and trust set you free from that today? I'd love to hear from you via the comments. If you're watching us live in the chat below, if you're watching us on the replay, in the comments below this video. So I hope it's useful so far. Number four I want to cover for you today is a little known addiction that's keeping you stuck and how to spot it. This is one of the biggest challenges that I find when I'm working with people one-to-one -one and with myself, because this little addiction is something we don't normally admit and we hide from it, but it is running the show. <laughs> Most of us don't even realize. So we're heading off, making the difference we want to make, growing our businesses, lives, whatever it is we're here that we're inspired by. And this tiny secret addiction is the one that's throwing the spanners in the works, okay? So, it's called secondary gain in psychological parlance. And what it means is it's what you're getting from the behavior that you want to change, okay? So we talk in the, you know, in the NLP world, you talk about people won't change while the pain of changing is greater than the pain of staying the same. So we want to make a change because we're either feeling inspired or we want to avoid pain. We're either moving towards something exciting or we're moving away from something that we're not enjoying anymore. The thing is that so many of us are scared of change. Yeah, the status quo is where it's at for a nice, easy, comfort zone life that you kind of need to hit some sort of a rock bottom. Uh, my favourite Italian word is basta, which means enough. <laughs> my kids know it well. <laughs> You can picture it at the dinner table, yeah? Basta. You need a basta moment before you will change. Because when you've had your basta moment, what you've said to yourself is, okay, I'm making this decision. I have had enough. I don't want to be that way anymore. I want to be like this. Which suddenly means you've tipped that balance. And staying the same hurts more or is more scary or more uncomfortable than changing. And the secondary gain is what that staying the same is doing for us. And so grab a pen and paper because I've got some questions for you here that I, you might find helpful. You might not want to go through them live now. You might want to do them after this session. If you want to find out whether there's a secret benefit to the thing that you want to get rid of and change and let go of and move on from, yeah, if it's somehow keeping you stuck and throwing these spanners in the works, here are some questions that I ask my mentoring clients that will help you figure out how to get unstuck. So the first one, imagine the change you want to make. 
What will I lose if I make this change? What will I lose if I make this change? While you're having a think on that one, this one's incredibly common for people who get quite ill. A lot of them really struggle to get better because when you're ill, you suddenly get all of this love and attention and everybody's there for you and your needs are all met. And if you get well, there's a bit of you that will be scared you'll lose that love. So the secondary gain in that situation, which could be a horrible situation, is you're suddenly surrounded by love and attention and you're scared if you heal that you'll lose that. And that's a pretty big motivator for a lot of people not to get better. And there have been studies showing the impact this can make. So that was, what will I lose if I make this change? Another question that can really help. What do I risk if I make this change? What do I risk if I make this change? And then I've got another question for you that so often in my masterminds and my one-to-one -one VIP work comes up as the game-changing question. Sometimes the unconscious mind goes into a bit of a tears on it, but often it can unlock where you're secretly stuck. What is keeping you stuck? Okay, the secret addiction that you don't even realize you're running. What might happen if I don't make this change? What might happen if I don't make this change? And sometimes to unlock the secret, what won't happen if I don't make the change? Yeah, it sounds like a double negative. Let it send your head into a spin. It's designed to go below the surface. What won't happen if I don't make the change? So when you've written that down, I've got another thing I want to share with you today, which give me a yes by the comments if you'd like it, which is how to figure out how to really break through this and use leverage to inspire you past that secret addiction. Because the secret here is you don't even really need to know what that addiction is. You can actually just bypass it. And it's a process I use a lot with myself, with my clients, called the 80th birthday test, where you can zoom through to the future, have a chat with the 80 year old you and gain the benefit of decades of hindsight in under five minutes. It's a lovely process. I've got a video and an audio that guides you through it. If you'd like the 80th birthday test to be able to figure out how you can leverage your way to make the change you want to make feel easier and get past that secondary game, that secret addiction, give me a yes via the comments and I will send it your way. And then the main, the last main point I want to make with you today, again, I hope you're finding this useful so far. If you've got any questions, do let me know. I'm trying to keep up with following what you're saying on the comments here. This is a secret my nine-year-old taught me this month, okay? And it's helped him to handle an extremely stressful change. And it can create miracles for you too. And I wish I'd done it years ago. So my sons have recently changed school and they've done so mid-term, mid-year. The whys and wherefores are less interesting. But my middle son, who's nine, is a really sensitive soul. And... My elder son, he took a couple of days and then he just bounced his way through and, you know, he's cruising. It's great. My middle son has found it much more challenging and he has developed a process that is absolutely simple and incredible that helps him get ready whenever he's feeling scared. OK, so he's gone through this big change. He's been feeling scared. He's been feeling overwhelmed. He's been feeling out of his depth despite all the support he's getting. 
Now, he's got a head start because he's got a mama who has published a gratitude journal with all sorts of wonderful exercises in. So he's aware of the concept of gratitude. But what he did one day in the car is, as we were driving to the new school, he told me he was scared. And then he said, I'm going to start thinking of things that I feel grateful for about the new school. And he started and he wanted us to turn it into a game. So three of us would take it in turn. And we each had to say, I feel grateful about the school or for the school because. And he's quite a worrier. And what he found is just doing this for five minutes in the car on the way to school. And, you know, it takes the pressure off by turning it into a three way game. By the time he got to school, he felt amazing and had a great day. And on the days where we forgot to do it, he really struggled and needed extra help from the teachers during the day. So he has created his very own gratitude game to look at something that's changed and to help him shift his focus from everything that's going wrong, that's hard, that's difficult, that's different, that's worrying, to saying, actually, I'm grateful about this on the change, and I'm grateful about this, and I'm grateful about that. And he's realised it changes his mood, and it does. It reprograms the hormones in your body. It takes you away from the sympathetic nervous system, gets you back in balance. It fires off endorphins and serotonin. It actually makes you feel happier. It also gets you off the complaining train. OK, now what we found over the last couple of weeks as we've refined this process is the key to the process is being specific again. OK, so you can say I'm really grateful for the school because lunch is good. Yeah, uh, we you know we're not fussy. We don't edit what he says. <laughs> what specifically was good about lunch? Yeah, the more specific you get the more you are training your brain. When you're working with gratitude, you can be grateful at an overview level, but the more detail you can get, the more you're going to connect with that positive feeling emotion and the more you're going to shift that inner thermostat to feeling good. So you can do it for just a minute. A minute or two minutes will make a huge difference. And this is not about whitewashing. Yeah, I am not a proponent of whitewashing. I am not suggesting that you take a really scary change. Thank you for the love, guys. I'm not suggesting you take a really scary change and pretend it's OK at all. But if you want to get off that complaining train and you want to reduce the fear and you want to feel good as you let go and trust through that change, gratitude for the good bits is an incredibly potent thing to do. This is my challenge to you right now while you're watching this video. Close your eyes for a moment and think of a change that you're going to be making or that you're in the process of making and how you currently feel about it. And then just ask yourself, what do I feel grateful for, genuinely grateful for about this change? What do I feel grateful for? And then chunk down and get more specific. What specifically about that do I feel grateful for? And just allow yourself to relax into that feeling. And if you come back and watch the replay on this, press pause right now and do this for a full minute. And what else? And what else? And notice how your perception of that change shifts. And maybe you'd like to share via the comments one of those things that specifically you feel grateful for about the change. I would love to hear from you on this. So, wrapping up, 
The final thing I want to say to you today about change, and you can imagine we are just scratching the surface here. There's so much more I could share with you, but I'm guessing you've probably got a life to get on with today as well. The final thing I want to say is if change is something that really is becoming an issue for you or you've got a change coming up, I want to give you a cheat. <laughs> this is what I do when I've got a big change coming up or if I need to stretch a comfort zone. Okay, I start with the tiny stuff that is nothing to do with that change. So, for example, I knew yesterday I had to bust through a comfort zone and it's a very worthy comfort zone that I've defended for a long time. So the first thing I did yesterday morning to help myself get more flexible was to park differently in my driveway. <laughs> I know, that sounds crazy, yeah? The next thing I'd done was just changing something about my morning routine. Then I slightly changed the layout of my desk. When you've got a big change coming or a, a comfort zone stretch coming, make lots of tiny, tiny changes that don't really matter because you're training yourself to be flexible. You're letting go of your attachment to things being just so and always having to happen in a certain way. And in the NLP world, they say that the person with the most flexibility always wins. Yeah. OK, if you're trying to convince somebody of something, the more flexible you can be on your discussions and the more you can see it from their point of view and explain it to them that way, the more likely you are to help them understand your point of view and shift their opinion. But if you look at it when you're talking to yourself, the more flexible you can be in day-to-day -day life with, brilliant German word, the Kleinkamp, you know, the little rubbishy bits that don't really matter, the more you can play with your routine, with the order you normally do things, the way you park, the order you put your clothes on, I'm not suggesting pants on top of trousers, the more you can play and get flexible with that, the less attached you are to the status quo, the easier you will find change. It rewires your brain so that change is something that's just normal and happens and goes with the flow. And you will then find it easier to grow. You'll find you're less stressed. You'll find when big stuff comes along, it's easier because everything isn't quite so tight and rigid. Now, something else, another tip for you as a yoga teacher, when you're feeling really stuck, yeah, and you've got a change that's coming up, is go and move your body. Einstein famously said, you can't change a problem, you can't solve a problem with the level of thinking that created it, yeah? If you've thought yourself into a situation, it's quite hard to think yourself out. And what I often do with my clients and so often with myself is I shake my body. If you're feeling stuck in your head, get it out in your body. It's shifting the level of thinking. And as a yoga teacher, I teach a kind of a yoga called Drew Yoga, where we start each yoga session with activations. It kind of looks like weird aerobics, but the idea is it's shaking loose the whole body. If you don't want to do that, and I've got videos on my website that show you how, put on a piece of your favourite music, dance around the kitchen like a total lunatic, and really shake your body. Move every joint, obviously within your safe limits. Move your body. It shakes loose the fear of change. And it fills you with endorphins and serotonin and all the other happy stuff that goes on as you're dancing. So that's my big tip to you is if all else fails and you just can't remember anything of what we've said today, if fear of change comes up, go and dance to one of your favourite bits of music and really, really enjoy it. So that's all I've got to say for today. Thank you so much for your comments and your feedback. I hope I've answered all your questions on this Whistle Stop Tour. And if you want to know more, 
This is just the beginning, as I said. Oh, will trampolining do? Oh yeah, trampolining will definitely do. <laughs> yeah, if you wanna get on a trampoline, anything that moves your body, that shakes it up, that gets those joints unlocked, yeah? Sitting at your desk watching your computer is not gonna do, okay? Anything that gets you moving and music or something that really gets you going is fantastic. We've scratched the surface today. And I'm so grateful to you for watching this and I really hope it's helped. I'd love to hear from you via the comments. What's your big takeaway today and what action are you going to take in the next 24 hours max, okay, to start implementing some of this stuff? Because when you take the action and you implement, that's when it changes your life. I don't want to be just a good idea and a nice idea on your to-do list. I want you to go and action this stuff. Let me know via the comments. We can hold each other accountable. If you found this useful, please share it with your friends. Let them know it's here. And if you want more, there you go. <laughs> There's a little book coming out very soon called The Dare to Dream Bigger Handbook. Okay, it's the inside work handbook for entrepreneurs and passionate world changers. Anybody who wants to make a difference in the world by doing the inside work and clearing out those blocks. If what we've covered today has resonated for you, there is so much more on it in the book with practical exercises, how to get the insights, and I'm sharing with you the gems from 14 years of working with now hundreds of thousands of people on this stuff. If you want to shortcut your journey, you can get your copy at daretodreambiggerhandbook.com. That is daretodreambiggerhandbook.com. Go and order it now. There are some incredible bonuses waiting for you in the Readers Club, and I would love to share it with you. I'm going to sign off now. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I can't wait to hear what action you're going to take. And remember, you can find the show notes for today's podcast at www.dtdbpodcast.biz forward slash zero two one. And those show notes include how to get the full video version of today's podcast and how to get all the bonus videos and trainings I mentioned during the podcast as my gift to you and your future. dtdbpodcast.biz forward slash zero two one.